Welcome to the Boss Ladies Mindset Channel powered by Crown for Success, the largest women's empowerment network for soulful CEOs on social media. We are a coaching business that mentors and motivates women to reach their highest potential in business and mindset mastery. Each one of our episodes will share valuable tips, resources, interviews, and empowering information that will help boss ladies design a life and business they're crazy as fuck about. All right, Dean, thank you so much for allowing me in your studio today to do this interview. Last year's challenge was absolutely incredible, so I wanted to do this interview with you again to talk about this year's challenge. Um, Can you tell my audience, especially those who don't know, what is the knowledge industry? Yeah, first off, good to see you again. Glad you came down. Uh, You're in our backyard, so it makes it easy. And we're both, you know, in this 190 degree weather. Yes. (laughs) When you live in Arizona, you must have heat amnesia. You must forget every summer. You must forget the previous summer. So true. Very true. Stay here. Again, thanks so much for, for coming down and having this interview. Yeah, we're, we're really stoked about the Time to Thrive Challenge because this is, let's just say it like it is, this is a really crazy time in the world, right? I mean, we had two years of COVID, which caused crazy uncertainty. And what do I do? Do I work at home? Should I start my own thing? Should I never go back to that office? Like to mask or not mask, to vaccine or not vaccine. Mm-hmm. And then the media has polarized us and pushed Absolutely. us. And I, I believe all of us have way more in common than we have separate, but the media would make it look like we all hate each other. So you take two years of that uncertainty and then you pop on, you you end it with a recession looming, mm-hmm. with inflation, with a shift in the economy. And if you're feeling uncertain, Congratulations for being human. Right. I know you asked me about the knowledge industry, but I, I just wanted to share because I think this year the reason we called it time to thrive is because when uncertainty is high, a lot of people go into how do I survive mode, right? Which is really a freeze, kind of like sit on your hands and say, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I think we can all agree that no one's coming to save us, yeah. right? I, I I say this all the time, but I don't care if you you liked or hated the last president or you like and hate this current president. Neither one of them came and saved us. So it doesn't matter like which one. And it's so divisive and people are so separate, but it's like, okay, choose one that you like or don't like. Did either one of them do anything to enhance your family's life? Right. That's not where we must take responsibility for it, especially in a shifting time. But I think what's really important about this year's message and what we're teaching in the self-education industry is this is a time you're gonna have the tendency to freeze and wait to see what other people do, when in fact, this is when you should be charging forward. This is when we need to take uncomfortable action even more, and it truly is a time to thrive, right? When you, If you Google when the most wealth is made, when is it made? During a recession, right? right, right, right During right. a shift yeah. in economy. When, yeah. when are innovative companies created? During right. a recession, right. because those that don't sit and wait don't have as much competition. Right. Right. So that you asked me a question. And I, I digress there for a moment because I, I just okay. think welcome to being you know human if you have those emotions. But in times like this, we know that some industries are going to go down mm-hmm. and some industries are going to go up. The self-education industry is really selling what you know. Okay. It is taking your life experience. It is taking a skill, a hobby, a passion, a mess you went through on your other on your on the other side and you're selling what you know to help people get from where they are to where they want to be. And that doesn't matter if it's getting through a divorce, helping your children, going plant-based, going vegan, learning how to do yoga, learning how to cut hair. Tony and I, my partner, Tony Robbins and I have seen 4,500 different niches of people going, oh, 
I've been through that. I'm on the other side. I could help somebody. Or I learned that. Or it's a passion. Or it's a hobby. So really, the self-education industry is selling what you know. It's a course. It's a workshop. It's a mastermind. It's a coaching program. It's an ebook. It's a podcast, mm-hmm. right? It's it's sell. It's being a part of the impact industry, right? Because yeah. look what you do. You get to mm-hmm. impact women and people all around the world with your life experience. We get to do this. Could there be anything greater? Do you love anything more than no. than changing someone's life? <laughs> no, definitely And you not. get to make a living by helping others. I don't know anything else that does it. Right. So that's the self-education industry. And when most people hear it, and you might be listening right now, say, oh, wow, that sounds cool. This might be a fun five-day challenge, but I'm not really an expert. I don't really have a following. Who would listen to me? Believe me, we've heard all that. And you're completely wrong. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you why you're wrong. The proof is in the numbers. Four years ago, Tony and I have been in this industry for 65 years, collectively, between the two of us. Four years ago when we decided, hey, let's teach others how to do this in a really simple way. Let's show them that they have a gift. They have a, they have a, a, a message that people need to hear. Let's show them how to extract it, share it, teach it, sell it, impact and make mm-hmm. profit from it, right? It was about a $100 million a year, in, or $100 million a day industry. Right now, it's almost a billion dollar a day industry. And they said by 2028, it's supposed to be a trillion dollar a year industry. And it's not being fueled by Tony Robbins or Dean Graziosi, right, Wendy or other people. It's being fueled by everyday people going, I have something to share and I want to. Right. And, right. and that's why I think if, if you're, if you're looking for something to do that creates impact, where you feel like you're called to serve, where you know you're meant for more, mm-hmm. then what we must do is investigate. And maybe this isn't it, but I'd encourage you to at least look under the hood to see, oh my God, I do have something to share and it is valuable. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. It is an incredible industry for sure. Tell me, how, what advice would you give to women? Women are feeling really frustrated right now. You kind of touched on it a little bit, you know, with the pandemic. I think it's something like over 2 million women left the workforce. Yeah. And they're still, they still haven't all returned yet. Um, obviously, the political climate has women feeling frustrated as well. Um, going into a recession with the recession looming is obviously worrisome for women yep. as well. And we're feeling like, you know, the glass ceiling has risen like a thousand more feet up in the air and that, you know, women's progress has been cut back by 50 some years. What do you tell women who are feeling super frustrated, who are worried, who are stressed? How do they take that, all those feelings and emotions and turn it into action? Really great question. And I love, I love that representation here. First off, I would say uh, what's cool is if you look at our demographic and you'll look on this challenge, it'll be 65% women on this challenge. Out of a million people coming, 650,000 will be women. Wow. And I think it is, it is time for the woman entrepreneur to spread her wings in a way like never before. And I think the only way, because no one's coming to save us, doesn't matter what they say or what the next president, the Congress, the Senate, doesn't matter what they say, it's always us, isn't it? Yeah. Like we make the change. It doesn't start from the top down. It starts from the bottom up. That's just the way it is. Representatives make it look like they can make a difference. Are they? No. Right? Are they? <laughs> no. Right? So we must. So how do you get a louder voice? Right. Listen, the reason, and this is not because you're here and you just brought up women. The reason I'm successful 
is because my mother, when I was three years old, my parents got divorced. And I watched my amazing mom work three jobs to make 90 bucks a week. And, my, and you can see the goosebumps mm -hmm. on my arm. My mother never had a voice. And I remember being nine years old, 10 years old, saying, I am gonna be successful to retire this amazing woman. She got in some bad relationships. She was married multiple times. It didn't work out. She tried job after job. And she was such, she didn't feel smart, but she was the wisest woman I've ever met. And I remember being 10 years old and saying, someday I'm going to take care of that woman, right? Mm. And I've watched her through the years desire more, but something held her back. Mm. She had the most create, creative mind you would ever imagine. She could look at something and make something beautiful in a moment, but because she was a little slow in school and had dyslexia and because of the world saying, you know, this is a men's world or a different world or it's just for smarter people or for different people or people with money, my mother held on to limiting beliefs. And I think she, she kept, she, she locked in that creativity she should have had. So maybe that's why we have a higher woman demographic because I always lean into unlocking mm -hmm. women's potential. What, what would this world do without intuition of a woman? You know for a fact in your relationships and life, a woman always, my wife right now, she'll see somebody in two minutes and go, good person. Oh, I don't yeah. think you should do business with them. And she's always right. Your creativity. So here's what I'd say. That, that was a great question that I've never got asked and I love when I have never asked a question. But here's what I'd say. How do you change? You have to be the change, right? We have to be stronger. You have to do whatever it is you do. We have to go deeper, stronger. Money, when you say money doesn't solve problems, there's a couple things that I'd like to share is, unfortunately in today's world, money is influence. Mm -hmm. It is, yes. you can have a louder voice, you can impact more people, you could donate to the causes of your dreams. When people say money doesn't buy happiness, I say, well, you haven't given enough away yet. <laughs> right. right. Right, because Absolutely. when you can cut a check to solve Absolutely. a problem, when you can cut a check to fuel a movement, when you can have the independence to say, I don't have to listen to anybody, mm -hmm. I'm gonna be who I wanna be at a time when I need to be me, Sometimes the strength of doing your own thing, having the confidence, the courage, and the income can allow you to not have to kowtow to anybody, right. not to a corporation, not to someone yeah. else's beliefs. You get to be you. Whatever your beliefs are, you get to be you. So I would say a long answer to a short question is stop playing small. Mm -hmm. I, like, I know that might sound harsh, and I love your thoughts mm -hmm. on that, but I think it's time to stop slaying small. Stop looking for permission, not permission from anyone. You don't need permission. You need to look in the mirror and say, we're doing this no matter what, whatever that is, whether that's the self-education industry or just going after that dream that you've been, you've been um, fighting for. I, I was talking to Jenna Kutcher, mm -hmm. who's a, a dear friend, and I love Jenna, and she said, she remembered when she talked to a mom once, and she said, I had been thinking about it for years, and every time I'd play with my daughter, she said, I would take a crayon and I would draw out the logo and crayon on her piece of paper. And she said, for years I realized I was just dreaming with crayons. Oh. And finally, I, and this woman went on to do amazing things, but oh, yeah. she, had that, she had that creativity, that energy, she was just being held back, and when she finally gave herself permission, everything changed. Wow, wow. I love Jenna Kutcher, by the way. I <laughs> loved her training last year also. So 97% of my audience is women. I have about a million and a half um, followers on Instagram. I would say we estimate about 65% of them are women of color. 
I'm a lot of Latina as well. And so my mom is Latina and she owned a, a salon for 40 years before she retired. And I know your wife is also yeah. Latina and owns a very successful salon yeah. here in Scottsdale as well. And I'm wondering how can we get more Latinas involved in the knowledge industry, specifically in the coaching industry, because I'm very well networked within the coaching yeah. industry, but I don't, when I go to hire a coach, I don't see a whole lot of Latinas in the coaching industry. Yeah, I tell you, it's all my wife ever says. Yeah, and, and I, I would love to see more Latinas in the coaching industry, specifically the knowledge industry. Like, what are some things, like why should Latinas be joining the, the knowledge industry? Because I feel like I wanna hire coaches who look like me, who I can culturally relate to, but there's not a lot of options out there. So tell me a little bit, kind of what are your thoughts? Why should Latina women be okay, in the so, knowledge industry? Okay, so I'll tell you what my wife says. Okay. So every time I write a book or I read a book, the first thing she says is, is it in Spanish for my dad? Oh. Is it in Spanish for my dad? My dad needs this, right? And what my wife said, and I want you, where are you from originally? Uh, well, from? I'm actually uh, from American, here. yeah, so, so but my, my mom, mom is. So is my wife. My wife was yeah. born here, but yes. her parents are both in Mexico. Exactly. Ch Chihuahua is where my mom's my from. There, she's from Chihuahua, too. Oh, wow. Yeah, she went. She oh, spent wow. every summer of her childhood in Chihuahua. Yeah, that's where my mom is from. She said so. my parents, her parents would just ship her to her aunts and uncles, and she'd spend yep, the summer. Yeah, we would go every summer to Mexico also. Wow, so, yep, yeah, it's the. So you guys, you get it. And so yep. what, what my wife says is that because especially first or second generation Latinas mm -hmm. here in America are fighting for their ver their version of the American dream. If you're here in the right. States, right? right. Yeah. And she said it's less personal development and coaching is just a little behind in Mexico. So it takes time to catch up. So my wife is always saying, why aren't my brothers? Why is it my, and my wife's entire family is successful. I love them. Her dad came here in, from, in seventh grade from Mexico, didn't speak the language, mm -hmm. came over here and now she has four brothers and sisters. The whole family's successful. They're an amazing family. They inspire me every day. But she's always saying they're, they're a generation two away from understanding how important coaching is. And she, yeah. my wife wants to change it. Every time I write a book, she goes, how quick before it's in Spanish, hon? I'm like, give me time to finish the first version, right? I totally agree so with your wife, what, for sure. What my wife believes, as she's always, I wish she was here right now, um, is that as Latina women have to go into coaching because mm -hmm, yeah. that the Latina market needs it so mm -hmm. bad. And my wife wants to bring it back to Mexico. She goes, it's taken too long for them to understand how powerful it is to learn from someone else to go faster because it's just not part of their culture yet. Right. And, right. and like my wife's mom, when she wants coaching, she goes to the Catholic church. Right, she'll go back to church rather than getting a coach. Yes. And my wife is always telling her mom, don't stop going to the Catholic church, but simultaneously yeah. you can go faster by not trying to figure it out on your own. Absolutely. And it is such a massive market. My it partner is. and friend, Tony Robbins, uh, who's gonna be with me on the Time to Thrive, obviously, uh, just we're, for the first time ever in three months, we're going to Mexico City for an event. And I think there's 20,000 people registered already. Wow. Be so I, I feel like there's an awakening in the there Latina is. market, and I'm so glad that you're pushing it. Yeah, um, definitely. You definitely. need to line with my wife. I my will. God, you too. Absolutely. You'll, you'll, you'll have a two-minute conversation. It'll go four hours. <laughs> uh, that'll be nice. That'll be nice. I have a lot of ideas, and I'm sure she does too, that we can kind of brainstorm on for sure. Yeah, and I have a pretty big demographic that is Latina, so I really want to teach Latinas that the knowledge industry is for them. Like, this is where you should be. This is where you want to be. So. Yeah, and, and a couple of things I want to share really mm -hmm. quick, and then dial me back in. I know you yeah, got some yeah. great questions, and I know it could be long-winded, no, but I think this ahead. is important. Is when it comes to, if you're thinking, uh, man, I'd love to be a coach. I'd love to create a coaching curriculum or a course or a mastermind or a workshop. 
what what can I really teach? I want you to really hear this. Some of the best coaches are reporters of things they study, hmm. right? If you think of Tony Robbins, probably the biggest in this industry and maybe the biggest of all time in, from, in 100 years from now. Tony started because he learned things from Jim Rohn, mm -hmm. a guy that was in personal development way before Tony. And Jim Rohn learned from a guy named Mr. Chef. And Mr. Chef learned, I went back and I, I went back one time and it wasn't, they weren't born with the capabilities. They learned it from somebody else and then they reported on it. And as Tony said, it was like, I played the piano and I played someone else's song first. He played Jim Rohn's song first. Mm -hmm. He said, but then I played the piano so much, I learned to play my own. Uh. Right? So you got to understand something. Some people study how to have elegant weight loss or be the ideal weight. They study it from somebody mm -hmm. else and you can coach somebody. You don't have to be the expert is that you obsessed on learning it. And the more you coach it, the more, the more ingrained yeah. it comes and the more clients you have, you understand, oh, she likes a body type like this or she needs to eat this way. or the, And all of a sudden you're learning while you're in it. So play someone else's song first yes. and then you learn to play your own tune. I love that. I absolutely love that. Perfect. All right. So I know that your business survived in the 2008 recession. What is different or maybe the same? What are, you, what are your thoughts on this one? How is it different? How is it the same? What are your... I want your expertise. Yeah, I'm gonna on try this. to go. I'm gonna try to go in in shorter bursts here for you. Okay. Because um, I know you got a lot of questions, and I want to get to all of them. Okay. And I haven't said this yet, but I would say, be the rare one that's in attack mode. Mm. Meaning, attack mode might sound too aggressive. In times of uncertainty, after mm. two years, like I was saying, two years of uncertainty, now a recession, your our intuition is to play small. Mm. And what I'm gonna say is. Uh, and take a line from Tony, what's wrong is always available. Mm -hmm. What's right is always available. What could go wrong is all available. What could go right is all available. Like, and also, opportunity is always available. Mm -hmm. So when I say attack mode, what I'd say is, what if you started training your brain, knowing that a shift is coming, and it, it's, if history repeats itself, this could be a rough one. Yeah. And it could be. Let's just be. I'd rather it not be, right. but I'd rather you prepare and anticipate than react. Mm. Think about that. Anticipate and prepare rather than react. What I'd say is fortify your mind, knowing that the news is going to get more negative, that your friends are going to get more negative. And what if you were the only one that saw opportunity while everybody else saw a disaster? That's how wealth is made. That's how people thrive during a shifting economy. It's only the ones that see the opportunity because most are gonna stare at the news, whether you're watching CNN or MSNBC or Fox News or anything in the middle, you're gonna stare at what's wrong. Your family and friends are gonna tell you what's wrong and you'll see more of that, right? Mm -hmm. Did you ever buy a car? Mm -hmm. and you didn't see it until you buy it, and then you're like, oh my God, everybody yeah. has my car. Or when you want it, I'm thinking about buying a Jeep, and I see Jeeps everywhere right You now. see Jeeps <laughs> everywhere, right? So if you're thinking about what's wrong with the right. shifting economy, that's all you're going to see. But what I'd say is tack mode, whatever you want to call it. What if you trained your brain to say, I'm only going to see opportunity, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And when you do, you'll be Brilliant. amongst mm -hmm. the 3% that are looking for, oh, I got a competitive edge here because everybody's scared. Everybody's looking at the the the, the, the crash negative, on the right. road, the news, and you're finding the new you're <laughs> right. finding the new path. Yeah, absolutely. I don't even watch the news because of that. So. Same here. Yeah, I won't watch it anymore. 
So with that being said, like the last recession was obviously in 2008 and the knowledge industry really wasn't a part of, you know, it wasn't huge like it is right now. Do we know if the knowledge industry is recession proof? Because like back in 2008, we could pick industries that were recession proof, like healthcare was one of them. So do we know, do we have any stats on like whether or not I can just tell you from personal experience, Tony's okay. business and my business boomed in 07, 08, 09. There was the most growth I'd been in this 25 years in the space. It's the most growth I'd ever had in my life. Okay. Because people need and want to be connected to something bigger. People want a coach, they want to learn. People can't afford to figure things out on their own. On their own. They don't, they can't go back, going back to school takes too long. Figuring out on their own could be a disaster. People realize the fastest way to get from where I am to where I wanna be is to learn from someone who's already there. So I am not an economist, but they're predicting the growth of this industry to be exponential over the next five years. And I believe it to be true only because I was in this business in 99 when it crashed. And I was in this business right. in 07 when it crashed. Mm -hmm. And my business grew the most 07, 08, 09. Okay, perfect. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Um, tell me a little bit about what are some practices that you do that keep you motivated? Like what are some daily habits or things that yeah, you do that question. keep you there mindset wise? Um, I have to tell you, I don't want to just say practicing gratitude. Because that's what everybody says. But I definitely have a routine in the morning. What okay. I would suggest is find one that fits you, but you have to. Every successful person, man, woman, I've ever met in my life that can fortify their mind to protect themselves, to be able to play offense in a world that's trying to get you to play defense. Mm -hmm. Really hear that. We live in a world that you have negative negativity coming in on your phone nonstop. You could have a negative email. You got negative news. You got negative friends. And when it's you're negative, your confidence goes down. Just think about this. Your little negative confidence goes down. Imposter syndrome goes up or whatever you want to call it. Self-doubt goes up. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you play defense. Like, I hope nothing goes wrong today. Like, do you ever have days where mm -hmm. you're just hoping like the, shoe do the second mm -hmm. shoe doesn't fall? Yeah. Right? So the way I look at my mornings is how do I set my mornings up? to play offense. Everybody's got different words. I don't wanna use a sports metaphor, but the fact of the matter is, we play most days in defense and you can't f forge forward, you can't innovate, you don't create, you don't change your life if you just play goalie. Mm -hmm. Just think in soccer, if you just had goalies, you'd never win the game because nobody's right. out there scoring. So you must, you have to play goalie, but you gotta score points. Yeah. And you only play score, score points by playing offense. So how do you do things to empower you to get in a state of mind to play offense. So set your morning up to to win. And, and for me, it's little things. I love to get up. I'll tell you my routine. I love to get up and try not to look at my phone. I'd love mm. to say every day I don't, but 80% of my days I don't. Okay. And I get up and I feel like I feed my body. So I wake up and I do a green drink with some apple cider vinegar, some water, a lemon, and I drink that. And I feel like, oh, I gave my body something. Yeah. And then I take a walk. Every single morning I go take a walk and then I usually work out. So I'll either take a 20 minute walk and do weights or a 20 minute walk and then do the Stairmaster. And I feel like that, during that time I'll pray or I'll meditate or, and I don't, my meditation is not sitting, I'm not a great meditator. My meditation is thinking about my wife, thinking about my kids, praying, mm -hmm. thinking about what I wanna do, thinking about what I'm grateful for. That's just my yeah, game, absolutely. right? You could read a paragraph out of your favorite book. You could read a paragraph of the Bible. You could pray. Do something that puts you in a state of mind of abundance or, mm -hmm. or gratitude. And then after I fed my mind and I feel like I exercised and moved, right, then I kind of lay out what I would love to accomplish that day. Okay. That routine for me 
saves me because there's. Do a, you write that down or do you put that? I do. Exit? Okay. I write it down. Okay. Perfect. So that little routine and, and another one that I did for years. And now that I'm saying it out loud, I need to do it again. Every, I used to wake up in the morning and one of the first things I do is say, what was a win from yesterday? Mm. I'm like, oh, and sometimes a win could be, you know, I took a ride with my 15 year old daughter and I can't believe she opened up to me so much like I was one of her best friends. Mm. Oh, that was a win yesterday. I'm doing a good job as a dad. Or I made my wife, when I walked in the room, I made her smile so big, that was a win. And other times it's like, I crushed that deal and we made X amount of money. Right, Awesome, yeah. right? Yeah. And then I think of if that was a win yesterday, what would be a win today? Mm. So all it is is really just training your mind to go score goals, not protect the goal. Mm, got it, I love that. Do you set goals for yourself? Like, do you say, okay, I'm gonna get this accomplished today or I'm going to get this accomplished this week? And do you have a reward system in place Yeah, it's, for that? it's so funny. I've been doing the same thing for years. I kind of write down what I wanna accomplish that day. Okay. I have three columns. I've been doing this forever. I okay. have it in my journal. It's like, what I wanna accomplish this day, what I wanna accomplish this week, mm -hmm. and what I wanna accomplish this month or soon. And okay. it kind of goes from right to left. As yeah. I accomplish these, they kind of move yeah, over, from right, right to left. Yeah, ah, I love that. And my, my reward system is just a little the ability to cross it off. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. good, though. That's good. All right, perfect. So what is the biggest mindset shift that you had that catapulted your business monetarily to the next level? Like, what was that for you? Or do you think there was one? Yeah, I, I would say that... Um, I found a way not to, uh, I go for things that most people would think would be crazy and silly, like dream bigger, set bigger goals. I, I know that's probably seems obvious, but I want to give you some real, um, I want to put real life to it. Yeah. And I want to say that two things. When I realized that problems never go away. Mm. Okay. So let me hear me. Your problems are only going to get bigger if you get more successful. Now you're thinking, well, what the hell? I thought I was going to, thought this was a good interview. But here's the thing. It's not that problems go away. We have to get better at handling bigger problems. Mm -hmm. When I accepted that, that if I want the responsibility, I'm partners and CEO with Tony of his company that he's had for 40 years. I'm partners with a company we own, Mastermind. I own several other companies. I deal with big problems on a regular basis. So if I want more success, and problems, bigger problems happen with bigger success, then that means I need to learn how to deal with bigger problems. If I'm sitting at a table with 10 people, the most successful person at the table, I guarantee handles bigger problems than the other nine people. Right, right. So instead of saying, I wanna avoid problems, mm -hmm. you know, Jim Rohn, Tony's teachers mm -hmm. used to say, for things to get better, you have to get better. Mm. So one of the biggest mind, sh mind shift, uh, shifts for me, mm -hmm. mindset shifts, was I wanna be the person that handles bigger problems than anybody else. Mm. And most people don't think that. They wanna avoid them. Mm -hmm. I wanna run into them. Yeah. I wanna lean into it. So yeah. that's number one. Number two, I realized it is the same stress to do a $10,000 month, a $100,000 month, a million a month, or a 10 million a month. Here's the crazy part, I'm not joking. It's the same stress. Mm. So you might as well go for 10 million a month. So true. I shoot for the stars. Last year when we did this challenge, I told the team, let's go for a million people. No one has ever even done a 200,000 person event. I'm always stretching and pushing. We did 940,000. We didn't get a million, but we were darn close. Really close. But the only reason we got there is because I believe that I set the intention and I sold everybody. We just believed we could. Right now, I know we have many years in this industry and I'm not talking about that, but I've done that when I had no clients and I wanted right. to get my first five sales. Right. I just had this way of 
as entrepreneurs, as somebody who wants to make another level, uh, go to another level, I'll just tell you what an entrepreneur does. We make shit up, excuse my language, <laughs> and then we make it real. Yeah. We make stuff up. Yeah. You made that, wh who you are right now, you thought about you this, you dreamt it about first, it right. once, you thought it first, right? and then you went out and made it happen. Absolutely. Right? So if you're gonna make stuff up and then make it real, make up bigger Big. stuff. Yeah, I love that, I love that. Okay, great. So my last question is top three reasons women should join the knowledge industry. Why should women get into the knowledge industry? Your top three reasons. Okay, there's the, there is the, the, the really obvious is you get to do this from home. Mm. In today's virtual world, it's from home. 62% of our people in our world doing business, selling on our platform, creating courses and programs are women doing it from home. And especially after the pandemic when they didn't want to go back, but they didn't want to be stuck to someone else and they wanted more freedom. It is a time, it is an absolute opportunity to serve others, follow your heart, do it from home and enter a very lucrative industry. This is not, I'm going to repeat, a magical money machine, do nothing, get rich. No. They don't exist. I've never seen mm -hmm. one, been around for a long time. This is a real industry where people really want what's in your mind and to be shared. So I think that was a, that was a long answer. Number two, I think it is, it is designed for women because they can unlock their creativity. They have a voice. You get to share. You get to be you. The best part to understand, and we'll teach this on day two in, in Time to Thrive. That's why you have to be there. Day one, we'll share, you, share why this, why now. Jenna Kutcher goes day one. She's going to crush it on day one. Me and Tony go on day one. Day two, I have my friend Glow Atanmo coming. Mm. She's so good. She's flying in from Bali just to be here. She's going to be here in the studio. But day two, we'll identify and make you realize, have you realize that when you dig to the root of what you're gonna share, and the smaller the niche, the smaller the dot, we'll talk about the dot mm -hmm. on day two, the smaller it is, the more confidence you have to share it. But here's the cool part, is you can be you because this world is so big and we're so connected through social that no matter what your beliefs are and what you love and what you're passionate about, there's still five, 10, a hundred thousand, a million, five million people exactly like you that want exactly what you share. Right. So no matter how unique you are, if you're extremely liberal or conservative, if you love this or love that, if you, no matter who you are and how deep you go, there's people that are exactly like you wanting what you have. So you get the chance to be the best version of you with people that are like you. Absolutely, I totally agree with that. Ladies, you've got to join the challenge. Um, it, it was absolutely amazing last year. I mean, I had women say they would have paid thousands of dollars for it. Yeah. I would have paid thousands of dollars for it. It was incredible. I cried. I laughed. I mean, it was absolutely oh, thank you for saying incredible. That. So definitely you want to get on this. Don't miss out on this. It is a life changer. So um, join the challenge. It's the time to thrive. Yeah, let challenge. me give you let me give you the a URL. If yes, you don't mind. perfect. Go perfect. to go to thrive seven .com. So I'm going to tell you three things right now, really quick. Thrive750.com. And this is what I'm going to tell you. This might be the last year we're ever doing it. It's a lot of work to put a million people together. And we're just busy with so many Imagine. companies. Mm -hmm. So I, this might be the last year. Do not miss this. This is a time to thrive. Over five days, it can only deliver value to your life. It's not kind of free. It's completely free. We're bringing the best guests on the planet. We have amazing speakers. Day five, Lisa Nichols is coming. Oh my God. She, if you never saw Lisa Nichols speak, it is unbelievable. Um, 
But here's what you do. Put it in your calendar right now. It's August 2nd, 11 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Put it in your calendar, and I would write next to it if you, if you I mean, obviously, it'll be in your digital calendar, but I would write someplace that you spent a thousand bucks or five thousand bucks to be here because sometimes when you don't pay, you don't pay attention. Right. Right. So pretend you paid money because in any other world, you would pay money for something like this. So pretend you paid money, register, and then take thrive750.com and send it to a woman in your life that should be your accountability partner. Yes. And say, let's do this together. And then every day after we train for a couple hours, jump on a call, on a Zoom, text each other and say, what was your biggest takeaway? What are you gonna do next? Hold each other accountable for the change that you need to make and unlock that creativity and and see what's possible. Absolutely, and we're gonna be having a watch party, so we're oh, gonna make good. it tons of fun. I'm giving away prizes, giveaways. I had my whole family. I had tons of women in there last year, so we're gonna be in there again this year, and we're gonna be rooting you on. And uh, appreciate thank you. you. I appreciate you so much for doing this interview. Well, thanks. I appreciate you. All right, thank you, ladies. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into the Boss Ladies Mindset Channel powered by Crown for Success. Please tune in next week for another episode and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at RVP Queens, at The Girl Gang Confidential, at Crown for Success, at Strong Women Are Beautiful and of course at Boss Ladies Mindsets.